nobody cares at raves. No one, like no one gives a shit. You can look like whatever, wherever the he- whatever the hell you want. And it's completely fine. Cause we're yeah, just so accepting. Heels. If you wear heels, we're judging you. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I just, they do wear them. Like, are you comfortable? Like, is that comfortable? Sorry, I just wanted to be dramatic. Before we get into the episode, if you guys could please like and comment on this video. And if you haven't subscribed yet, please do so. That would help Best Candy Ever out. Also, um, stay tuned till the end of the video. I have a very, very fun new segment called Raver Advice that I am introducing today and would love for you guys to check out. And also, if you're not following me yet, please do so. Base Drop Princess, Best Candy Ever on Twitter, IG, TikTok. And for some mean dubstep, follow Scudda Music. Love you guys. One more thing, guys. I just wanted to give Edward a quick shout out. Edward actually sent me this super cute candy all the way from New York. It actually says crazy raver lifesaver. And then here with the cute little letters, these little dangly ones, it says princess and it says bass drop. And I totally wasn't expecting this and it just brightened my day. I haven't received a custom candy made with this much love in so, so long. And it really just, um, almost, uh, like made me cry and it I thank you Edward and it like your support is amazing I hope that we can meet one day soon when festivals start again and um like genuinely like I'm nobody but here you are making this awesome thing for me I'm no one I'm just like you and it it blows my mind but I just want to thank you so much for your support Edward yo 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 what is up candy crew welcome to this episode of best candy ever today I have a very, very special guest on the podcast. I actually had met her, I believe, last year at a photo shoot for Rolita Couture's Psychedelic Dreams collection. She was just a very, very great energy to be around. And I eventually started seeing her at shows here in Vegas and became friends. Without further ado, please welcome my good friend, Ashley, aka Base Base Panda ninety five. Hello, Hi. what's up, girl? What's going on? You know, just the the usual. Like everyone's in quarantine, you just you just live your life day by day, really. Dude, I know it's been so weird because it's already January. It's almost been a freaking year. I can't believe it. Like I was thinking about that the other day. I was like. March is literally like two months away. We've been in this this for a year. It's crazy. I know. It it's so wild because it's like, you know, 2021, it's a new year. This is the year that's gonna be over. And then you find out there's like a strain from the UK, there's a strain from South Africa. And I recently heard yesterday that it was finally here in the US, like all three strains. Yeah, I saw it yesterday too. Like, yeah. So it's just like fuck there it's, goes. it's 2020 part two we're just we're still in 2020 this with a one after it <laughs> right right it's just it should, it should be called covid 2020 or covid 20 yeah covid 20 21 it's gonna be here for for a bit i don't think covid's gonna go anywhere 
Luckily, there's a vaccine. I don't know how people feel about it, but I don't mind taking it. It's what it is. <laughs> Shoot my ass up, girl, because it's so much more progress than what we've had compared to a year ago. We didn't have shit. And with having a little bit of protection, I think is definitely going to help, even if it's just a placebo. Oh, yeah. Even, yeah, exactly. Like, to me, I feel like I've put some some pretty stupid stuff in my body as is. So I'm like, what's one more thing, you know? Right. And it's not like, I understand that with the vaccine, they didn't develop it. Like they didn't take as much time compared to like other vaccines, which have taken years to progress and develop. However, it's not like they have the idiots of the world creating this vaccine. They have like the most educated uh, scientists, um, immunologists, virologists working on this. So I'm sure that they can come up with something. Like I, I didn't mess it out. If you look at what goes into all of that, they already have decades upon decades of like research on with all the ingredients that go into the vaccine so i'm like i can trust that like literally if you look at each little component it's like they have research on it so of course it's going to come faster than other vaccines because we are progressing so much faster so why would it take that many years if we're already when's the last time we made a vaccine really you know first right swine flu was like the last time we made a vaccine and that didn't take as long either and nobody I think up. it was eight months, right? I want to say that one yeah. was around eight months. So, I could be wrong. Don't quote me, but I know that one wasn't too long. So I feel like this one was another, it's like eight months. So I'm like, what's the worst that can happen? I can turn to a cool zombie? Oh no. Or you might get it and be fine. So like everybody else, well, I mean, not everybody else. I don't want to disregard like, you know, all the fatalities and, um, you know, the unfortunate losses that people have had, but for the most part, you're, you're young. I mean, I don't know your medical history, but I think that you'll probably make a safe recovery. I think I'll be okay. (laughs) I'll be fine. (laughs) Yeah. Honestly, I have allergies all year round. So I just ignore the coughs. It's, It's just allergies. It's great. It's great. Oh, even then it wouldn't matter because we're doing this virtually, so cough all you want. That's right. But yeah. like every time I go somewhere and I cough, you know, like everyone like looks back at you and like I just you just want to like scream, like put something on your shoulder. Like, yeah, it's just allergies, I promise. It's just allergies. Yeah. No, I get it. I understand. Like you never know who the hell is gonna have like a cough can it can mean so many things like you you haven't drank water all day your throat is scratchy but yeah people definitely get paranoid i'm over it because if you're wearing a mask i'm wearing a mask we should be fine and you're six feet apart like social distancing i think we're okay yeah but anyways ashley uh can you tell us a little bit about yourself where you're from give give us a little bit of more of a picture of base panda 95 so I was born in 1995. Uh, it was just my birthday on Tuesday, so January 26th. Happy late birthday. Oh, my Thank God. I had you. no idea. Happy birthday. Thank you. I turned 26. It's my golden, golden birthday. So that's really cool. Um, I was born in Sacramento, but I was raised in Vegas. So all I know is Vegas, basically, which is, like, unheard of. You're like, I got everything about Vegas. Um, I started raving about six years ago. 
I've always listened to the music, but I finally was like, I really want to go to a rave. Like you guys are talking about it. Like my friends were used to go to EDC every year. And I was like, maybe I should go to one. And then I just fell in love from there. Um, pandas are my favorite animals, which is why I'm based panda. Cause I was about to say, I had no idea. I'm just kidding, being sarcastic. <laughs> I have two tattoos of pandas, one on my neck and one on the back of my shoulder, and I'm probably going to get more. I, like, I'm obsessed with them. They're so cute. What is it about them that you love so much? Um, I love their coloring. I love black and white together. Um, they're lazy like me, and they're just adorable. Like, Have you seen like baby pandas? They're just so rambunctious. I just love them. They're just so cute. Yeah. What? Well, what I've heard is that they're actually pretty aggressive too, despite like the cuteness. They're ferocious, especially I, with their food. Yeah, like all animals. Their food, and if a mom, like a mom, if you try to like touch the baby, the mom will freak out. Like she will, she'll kill you basically. Like they're cute on the outside, but they can be very like scary. <laughs> yeah, I think that we forget that they're still bears which are fucking terrifying in general because, you know, they're so cute. They look like stuffed animals, but I think that's the other thing too is that we forget that they're these little bears. But um, I love that. I love that you're your base panda. In fact, that's what I think of when I think of you. But yeah, yeah, okay, so I didn't know you're from Sacramento. I used to live in Hayward, San Jose area for a little bit. Uh, yes. Yeah, and then family lives in like in Sacramento, pretty much. Oh, okay, for sure. Yeah, and um, like you, I pretty much grew up here for the most part. Was your first rave here in Vegas? Yes, it was a local rave too at the Hard Rock um, Cafe. It was dope. <laughs> oh, who was playing? I do not remember. And like, I went on my Eventbrite to like look for it. And I can't find it anywhere. And I'm like, I'm sad about it because it was a really good time. Oh, man. If it was Eventbrite, I think it was. It had to be like some revelation show. It was definitely do, a revelation show, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I know they do a lot of stuff together as well as, I want to say the Epic Raves does some stuff with them too. Yeah, usually that's where I get all my tickets from. Um, as far as Epic Raves goes, I go get them from Eventbrite. Oh, nice. I miss going to their shows. <laughs> Me too. I can't. I miss going to shows in general. I'll go to any show at this point. I mean, after the vaccine or whatever. I mean, I kind of want to go. Have you been to a drive-in rave? No, I haven't yet. Have you? No, but I want to go, but I feel like it's not going to be the same. I, I love meeting new people. Like the reason why I love raving so much is meeting new people and being with sweaty people, like just being sweaty with other sweaty people real close. And you can't do that at a drive-in rave. I heard they're great though. I heard they're fantastic. Yeah, I heard they were amazing. Like when they first came out with drive-in raves, I was like kind of against it. I was like, oh, I don't know. How safe is this? But now that it's almost a year, I'm like, you know what, fuck it. Like it's live music. People need an outlet. People need something to, to look forward to. And if you're being safe, for the most part, staying around the group of people that you're with, et cetera, et cetera, doing what you're supposed to do, then I think it's okay. Cause it's almost no different from, for example, going to a restaurant where you sit down and then take off your mask and eat while there's, I don't know, a whole bunch of strangers six feet away from you, but in an enclosed area. You're 
Exactly. And I also heard they're, they're very safe in general. Like they don't really, uh, especially like the insomniac ones, they don't mess around. Like you have to have your mask on unless you're eating. Like you, you can visit, but like you, one person can visit you kind of thing. What do you mean one. visit? Like somebody from a different car or? I'm not sure. I could be wrong, but like I remember seeing like people kind of meeting up, but it wasn't like a huge meetup. It was like one person and then they would go back. But don't quote me on it. I don't know. I've never been to one, but I mean, I don't know. I heard they were really safe though. They're super safe. So I was like, hmm. Yeah, I've heard mixed mixed things in terms of like getting to roam around. I know for sure some of them you can, like they can't do anything if you're going to go to the bathroom and there happens to be somebody that you know in lines for the porta potties, things like that. But from what I've heard, certain ones, you're not supposed to walk around to other people's squares. That security will be like, hey, like you're not supposed to be there. Or even I've heard other ravers taking initiative and being like, yo, like you can't be over here. But yeah. then again, I don't know. I haven't been to one, so I can't necessarily speak I for the experience itself. But I'm down. But one day I want to go. I feel like they, they look like a lot of fun and the idea of just hearing live music again makes my soul happy. So I'll look into it. Yeah, I actually went to Florida recently and at Universal Studios in uh, Diagon Alley, which is like the Harry Potter area, they mm-hmm. had these girls singing, and I was like, "Oh my god!" And they had masks on, uh-huh. so I was like, "This is nuts! It's so crazy to hear live music, let alone see it." Because then it yeah. makes me realize, like, "Oh shit!" Like this is what's going on. Like I feel like we forget about COVID and the pandemic until you you see shit like that, or you travel somewhere else where there's like different laws and mandates, different legislation. It's like an eye opener almost. Yeah. Uh, how is Florida? I feel like a lot of, a lot of the times when I see Florida, like it's always like open. Like I see like full on concerts where there's people everywhere. And I'm like, that's a lot. That's a lot to take in considering in Vegas, like there's no concerts. We don't even have driving raves here. Like, restaurants you have to like call in before you can even go into bars are the same way and then I see Florida and they're just like living their best lives right well what's really nice is that despite all the scrutiny where my boyfriend and I went um, we went mainly to um, Orlando and um, St. Petersburg area so like Madeira Beach Reddington Beach and it is surprisingly very, very safe in terms of um, mask enforcement, also people sanitizing, doing the six feet um, away. In fact, when we went to Universal, um, it was so crazy because there's a whole bunch of signs saying that you can't have the mask below your nose. That Of course, it needs to be above your nose. And also there's people with, um, what is it, like megaphones, uh, pretty much like looking around to see who's not wearing a mask. And or or doesn't have it above their nose and just calling them out and basically saying, hey, um, like you need to have it above your nose, otherwise we're going to kick you out. So it's nuts because I've seen people here in Vegas with masks below the nose all the time. Crazy. It drives me nuts. I can't stand it. I'm like, it's right. not hard. Just, just put it right there. It's fine. You're going to be fine. <laughs> yeah. So over there, it was definitely enforced. And also before you went on rides, some park attendant would give you sanitizer before and after, and they would take your temperature before you even get into the little area where they search you right before you even get to the park. So it was very, very, very safe. And 
Um, same thing with St. Petersburg area, which is two hours away from Orlando. Um, it was the same exact thing. Very, very, uh, they're very meticulous on mask wearing, on, um, you know, staying six feet apart. And like, I would say that it has actually gotten safer compared to when I last went because I went in July of last year. And I would say it was a little bit more lax because COVID was, um, you know, decreasing like all the cases and stuff. So mask wearing was like a little bit more lax, but I think that now, since I, since I just got back from there, that it's a lot safer. And I, I don't think to that it's fair to say that the whole state isn't, um, you know, abiding by mask wearing and that they're unsafe, et cetera, et cetera. Because I think it honestly just depends on on where you go. If you go to like a, I don't know, like I've seen people at nightclubs and they don't really wear masks there. Like, cause I don't even think they have a statewide mask mandate, but it goes to show that like some places are still enforcing it and that they, they actually care. They do think it's real, that it does exist. Yeah. Especially, uh, yeah, that's actually really good. Like that's really good to hear. Cause, um, as we all generalize different states as to, you know, where it is. That's really cool to like find out that they're not messing around at the parks or like, <clears throat> I guess more city areas are probably not messing around with that. Cause. Right. Right. But like bigger cities. Um, I mean, maybe in some places that are a little bit more urban where, where it's like, uh, it's not as populated. I mean, I haven't been to those areas, so I can't, yeah. speak to that but when I went it was great and fantastic so um I had a really good time and you know we can't stay closed forever yeah we can't like it's it, as much as people are like we're gonna be closed forever like we can't we're gonna have to move on eventually you know like it's gonna have there's gonna be a day where we won't have to wear a mask or we won't have to be so far. I don't, I mean, things are probably going to change. There's going to be some changes, but I don't think it's going to be like world ending changes. I feel like we'll be okay. Like once we get past it. Right. Or even if this is the new norm with the mask wearing, just keep, yeah, I feel like just keep everything open. Let people work, let them provide for their families, feed their kids, pay the rent, pay the mortgage so that they can, they can, not have to end up ruining their credit and start this snowball effect of them and this massive debt when it's not even their fault and there's not even uh, like a great amount of relief, like $600, you know, going out to to whoever. It, I don't, it's, it's just not enough, especially for us in Vegas where it's very customer service dependent, dependent oh, yeah. on tips. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I just feel that we're we're more than what 10 months into this. I think we know what to do, the risks that happen. So, um, sorry, that's just my, I know I, you and me are on the same page. I feel the exact same way about everything you just said. I'm like, I feel like we are literally more than 10 months or going on a year. And I feel like we all know what to do now. So I just feel like, we should just start opening up, especially like, you know, like um, there's a that Halloween store here called Black Cat. Like it's going out of business. It's been there for 16 years and it's going out of business. Like small businesses are going out of business because you can't keep up. Well, if you are not open, you can't pay anything because you're not open. And um, I just feel like we should start opening up things again and saving small businesses. There's a lot going on. <laughs> 
Yeah. Uh, that breaks my heart. I actually bought um, some some costume pieces from there about two years ago for escape. So that just breaks my heart that they're... That was so sad. They were here around Halloween store too. I remember them being open all year, which is nice. It was nice because I would get all my rape stuff from there. I'd get like wigs and stuff. And it's going away now because of this pandemic. So I'm like, what am I supposed to do now? Yeah. Oh, gosh. It was funny. Everyone tagged me in it. And I was like, don't do this to me. I know. Thanks. Yeah, it's super sad. Ugh. So are you, um, well, what have you been up to anyways, b- besides all this COVID yeah. BS, like what, what, what have you been up to? Are you still working or are you kind of doing yeah. your own thing? So I finally, like, I think in this October, I finally got another job because my job had furloughed me for so long. So I got another job and then I got my old job back. So now I have two jobs. I'm working real hard. Okay. Working hard to get off some debt. I want a car. I got things to do, you know? So I have two jobs. That's what I mainly do. You know, I'm only off one day a week, but I honestly enjoy it. Like I was thinking about 2020 and I was like, my life literally came to a halt. Okay. There was a show every weekend. There was, I was at work all the time. I got to see my friends and then it just stopped. And like, I realized that like, that's, I like to be busy. Like, that's what makes me happy. Like having things to do. And when it had nothing to do, it was like, whoa, this is a lot to take in to just halt your life. But now I'm back on track with like everything I got going on. And I'm just so happy to be booked and busy pretty much. Dude, I'm so happy to hear that you have two jobs now. That yeah. that makes that makes me feel really fuzzy inside because it, I like, whenever I talk to somebody that I haven't spoken to in a while since everything, I'm always like, oh god, I like wonder how they're doing because so many people have been affected by it here. So that is so great to hear. Uh, during that time when like you found out you got furloughed, like, were were you doing anything else or were you just kind of like? focusing on your Instagram or were you just trying, were you like, nope, I need to look for a new job. Are you like on the grind? Just like, um, out? well, first of all, they were giving an extra $600. So I was like, who's getting a new job? But I could just, I was not with that. I was like, I'm going to just wait until this goes away until it runs out. Um, but then once it did, I started looking for a new job, which was hard because nobody was like giving out jobs at the time. And then, um, yeah, I called like one of my friends. I was like, are you guys hiring? Like, I need to go back to work. It was more of a, like, I don't really need, I didn't really need the money. It was more like, I just wanted something to do. I just wanted to get out of my house. And if that meant doing customer service again, that's fine. I, that's, that's perfectly fine. And so I finally got that job, but I was like, yes, I can get out the house for eight hours of the day. This is great. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Okay. So you were customer service. That's hard. Customer service is hard. I used to do it for a long time as well. I used to do retail. Yeah, we yeah. I don't do I mean, it's more like food service. Food service is what I do. But I mean, I think it's I, my jobs are easy. So I'm like I can't complain when my jobs are easy and I get to talk to new people. So Girl, okay. take that back. Take that back. I was working under the table at this Thai restaurant when I was 16. I mean, maybe it's because I was 16, but food service is challenging. I think because food, 
people can be very particular with their food and how it's served and what it looks like, the temperature. But I mean, yeah. don't don't let me speak for you. That I, I just I don't think it's easy. But I mean, if it's easy, for I mean. It's definitely like the customer service part of it is not easy, especially when you're dealing with different kinds of people that aren't like you. You're just like, but I mean, I'm pretty good with people and I have good, I have pretty good patience. I think so. You know, I'm going to school to be a teacher, so I'm going to need some patience. Oh, you are? I had no idea. Yeah. I'm going to be a high school teacher. A high school teacher? Mm Mm-hmm. Really? What? I have all the patience in the world for that. No, and those are the teachers, I think, that make the biggest difference. Do you know what subject you want to teach? Um, I was going to teach U.S. history, but then I was like, I don't know about that. Dang, Smarty. <laughs> gotten real complicated lately, and I'm just like, I don't know if I want to do that. Or, like, I was thinking English, too. So, like, I'm kind of, like, juggling between the two. So, Oh, yeah. that's awesome. When when are you expected to graduate? Or is that, like, I on mean, hold? I'm basically just starting all over again. Because I, I, I went to school for a little bit, and then I, I couldn't afford to go to school. And so, of course, like, that derailed what I got going on. But, like, I basically am just starting over and being like, okay, this is it. So I'm starting, I'm starting basically again in the fall like where I left off at. That's and okay. Yeah. I feel like people think that they have to be like successful by 25 and you have to do all this. You got to have your degree and stuff. I'm like, no, I don't even, I just figured out what I wanted to be at 26. So. Right. I graduated college at 26. I changed my major three times. I took, I think I took about three semesters off, like went to school on and off because mm-hmm. Either I wasn't motivated or uh, like my mom didn't like understand why she had to pay or why she she didn't understand why I was taking a semester off. And it was because I didn't have the right grades to like move on and I had to like retake classes. But that's a part of college. I hate that people think that it's supposed to be four years. Boom, you're done. You're Doing your so you're thing. like constantly going to keep learning and learning and learning. And that's why I chose, I like the job of being a teacher because then you're always learning, like constantly. There's never a time where you're not going to be doing school, like you being in school. So I'm excited. I really like, I liked school growming up pretty much. I like, I liked school. So. Did you always know that you wanted to be a teacher or was there a teacher growing up that made a difference in your life and you were like, completely inspired and was like, I'm going to pursue this uh, career in academia. Yeah, definitely. I have many teachers that are like that, like where they, if you take your time out of your day to like care about the kids that you're teaching, just, I feel like like all my teachers, I've never really had a bad teacher like that never cared. Like every teacher I've ever had truly cares. Like there was this one teacher, she was mean. She was so mean in class. But she would take her, she would literally stay after school for like four hours after school. So you can make up any work from her class or any other class um, to make up tests. And she was fantastic. Like if you had a C, she'd make you stay so you wouldn't have a C in her class. You know, like it it might have seemed mean at the time, but imagine like taking, you're already with kids all day and then you take four more hours after that to like 
keep caring about the kids. So I feel like all the teachers I've ever had have really inspired me to want to make a change, like make a difference in the world, really. No, that's fantastic. That I love that because I, I have teachers uh, back when I was in high school, I had teachers that were the exact same. Like you could tell, you could tell that they really cared about their students and they were doing everything for them to succeed. So um, I, we've never talked about like life stuff like this. So that kind of caught me off guard and it makes me so happy that you want to, to be a teacher despite hearing like some negative things, like they don't get paid enough because I think they should get paid way, 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 way more. Oh, absolutely. The The highest paid is literally $35,000 in Las Vegas. Like they just, they just raised it to that, which is not enough for all the things that teachers do, especially with online learning um, right now. Like um, it's been really hard. I, my, I have a lot of friends that are teachers and it's been hard. Like they're getting blamed for everything, even though they're putting a thousand percent into what they're doing, like trying to help, they can't help that it's virtual, you know? And then they want the teachers to come back in March, which is also probably kind of scary because it's in March and it's not that far from, you know, virtual learning. So, yeah. <laughs> right. No, I, I do. I have heard the same thing that the teachers are being blamed and that basically, you know, it, it depends too if the parents are tech savvy or not, if the kids are tech savvy, how great is their internet connection? Also, um, where do they, where do they live? Like what demographic are they from? Because that's going to affect um, if they even have a computer, you know, like that, if they're from a middle class, lower middle class, lower, lower, lower class family, like that, all those things are going to definitely play a role in how they can learn at home, especially if the kids need help. Yeah. And like also like, you know, parents work too. Like there's parents that actually have to get like that don't work from home. Like they were stressed about that too. Like if you don't work from home, like you're like, how am I supposed to help my kid do all of this? If we're both there, it it was a whole process, but uh, they definitely deserve to get a pay raise because this is, that's a lot. First of all, the teachers also had to become tech savvy, basically, from being able to do it in hands on with other kids to being in front of a computer trying to figure out what programs you need for this and that. So it's hard. It just seems like a hard um, situation for teachers out there. You sure you still want to be a teacher, Ashley? I still want to be a teacher. I'm I'm joking. I'm determined. (laughs) No, that's awesome. Keep keep on pushing that. That's so great. I've, like, I mean, that makes me really excited to hear that you're um, going to go to school to do that. So um, back to your, when you first started raving, um, after, after that show that you went to here, what was your first festival? EDC Las Vegas, 2017. 2017. Oh my gosh. How, how was that for you? Did you have that magic moment, like when you walk in and you see well, the first time, like I walked in, first of all, it was hot. The first day was like 117 degrees outside. So we're in line basically melting. Okay. And I'm just like, this better be worth it. Cause I spent a lot of money to be here and I walked in and I like saw everything for the first time. And it was just like, I have to do this for the rest of my life. Like I have to do this for the rest of my life. It's beautiful in here. Everyone looks beautiful. It was like magical. Like 
I can still remember like the first time I saw it. Like I saw my Snapchat and me just being like, oh my God, like look how big this place is. What made you think I have to do this for the rest of my life? Uh, definitely the, for the excitement of everybody going in. Um, all the hype that I had for it was fulfilled when I came in there. Like I hyped myself up and it did not disappoint. And it was just like, it's an electric feeling for real. Like you literally feel it in every ounce of your body where it's just like, you're just, yeah. I don't even know. I can't even explain it in words. It's just a beautiful experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who who were some of the artists that uh, you saw? Do you remember? Oh, uh, I finally saw Excision for the first time, and it was great. It was when Robo Kitty couldn't play. It was like every time he tried to play it, it just would be like, no. (laughs) I remember that. Oh, my gosh. I think that was like kinetic uh, field, kinetic field, right? Yeah. No, base pod, base pod. Oh, no. Sorry. Base pod, base pod. Yeah. The one on the right. I don't know why I was thinking kinetic. And I was like, it's okay, this is fine. Um, I saw Valentino Khan. I had no idea who he was. And my friend was like, let's go watch him. And I'm like, I guess, I guess we'll go watch him. And I had the, I literally, that's probably my favorite um, set I've ever seen. It was so much fun. It was like, the, like there was so much like energy that you, yeah. And then um, who else? I saw so many people. I was basically, at that time, I was glued to base pod because I was like, if it's not dubstep, I don't really like it. Yeah, that, that used to be me. Now I'm like, yeah, really? I listen to everything now. Yes, I was that person who was like, dubstep only, it's got to go hard. It's got to, the bass has got to be big. And then I finally like branched out and I'm like, well, all this other stuff's cool too. What was it about dubstep that you loved that made you committed to dubstep exclusively before you decided to branch out? Uh, I just feel like the the bass drops, it just brings out like a primal feeling in everybody. Like it's just so primal that you just like, you just revert back to caveman. And I just love that feeling of just like <laughs> letting go. You just let go. You don't care who's there. You break your neck. I still love dubstep over everything. My name is Bass Panda because I love the sounds. But uh, I finally decided to branch out because I was like, well, you can't just listen to one type. And I started listening to House a little bit. And I was like, this is actually pretty cool. And then Trance, I was like, oh, this is nice too. Techno, I was like, this is great. Oh, okay. So you fuck with trance and techno too? Who are your uh, I like techno, trance, hard style. Um, I mean, I know like some of the subgenres, like I really like look into all this many subgenres there are. So yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Usually I think most people tend to like everything and then they kind of they, they kind of find like a specific genre that they like. I feel like you almost did it backwards where you liked only this and then you decided to to uh, like give other genres a listen. So that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. I oh think I'm still like, I'm a rhythm bot for sure though. I love rhythms. That's still, I think it's my favorite subgenre. It's like, again, that primal feeling just comes out and you're just like, I can't. I just love it so much. Who are your favorite rhythm artists? Um, sudden death, of course. That's my favorite. That's my favorite artist. Ominous. Um, I don't think I've heard of Ominous. Ominous is dope. If you ever, I will send you a bunch of links. He is great. If you want to hear some weird, like 
weird like tech noises and it's yeah that and he's rhythm he's very rhythm like as rhythm as you can get <laughs> um anybody from disciples they're all pretty rhythm like in nature right right so, okay oh, i didn't know he was on disciple yeah like i went to i saw infect for the first time like a few years ago and i was like oh my god my life is complete he blew up yes i was so happy for him because he's been doing like rhythm since like 2013 and I was like I was like a I was a senior in high school and um like nobody knew baby I know I am a child um nobody knew like that style of music yet it was just weird to everybody so I'm happy that rhythm in general is blowing up but people still hate it though they hate it they're like you listen to rhythm I'm like why who are these people I don't think I've ever I haven't met or talk or I haven't heard of anyone hating rhythm or like hating on it that much so many people that like legit hate it they're like they're playing rhythm I'm like why what's wrong with rhythm it's great it's beautiful (laughs) those same people like dubstep yes oh okay but you know how when dubstep first came out and everybody was like ew that's not what we want that's how I feel like rhythm is rhythm's like we don't want that but eventually I feel like rhythm's going to be huge, like dubstep or something. They're like two different genres, if you ask me. I know Watch Sudden Death, like, starts his own festival, like a rhythm festival. I mean, that's basically what Excisions is. Lost Lands is kind of that, that pretty much. I want to go to that. I want to go to Lost Lands. It's on the list. You would freaking love it, girl. Oh, my gosh. When it first came out, like, when the the lineup came out and – just the idea of Lost Lands being introduced, I was like, are you kidding me? Because before, uh, like beforehand, that's all I was even listening to, like um, Excision, Flex Pavilion, Dr. P, Cookie Monster. So when I heard that there was going to be an all dubstep festival, which like has not existed, I was like, we have to go. Like I told my brother, we got to go. Yeah. Yeah. And now it's, it's nuts because it's just blown up. And I remember people saying, I don't know if you remember, people were saying, oh, dubstep's dead. Like nobody cares about that. And I could not, I was like, no, it is not. I was like, dubstep is alive and well. I feel like it's only getting bigger. Like now you get to see excision, not just at baseball. Like he's at like circuit grounds. He has his own fest. He has two festivals. Cause I have tickets for base Canyon. If it happens this year, it might happen tickets. next year. Yes. <laughs> and I can't wait to go to Seattle and do that too. So At the gorge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard it's beautiful. I heard it's beautiful. And the weather's pretty nice there too. So yeah. Um uh, yeah, I heard Base Canyon is pretty fun. Um, I heard that there's only like two stages, I think, but I think that's okay because you have like that gorgeous view to kind of make up for it but nonetheless uh yeah it's so crazy that there's even dubstep events happening um I don't know if you remember but for a while last uh like 2019 in the fall there was nothing but dubstep shows like each weekend yeah and everybody had like one house show <laughs> like one little house show to sprinkle it in but I do wish there was in Vegas at least there was more variety like they don't have hard style shows they don't have du- drum and bass shows like I would love a good drum and bass show or a hard style show but it's, all, it's basically just dubstep and house which I love those two genres a lot but I'm like what about the other ones I know that in America they're like drum and bass and hard style no 
But when you're in Mexico, like if you see like EDC Mexico, like hard style is it. They love hard style. It's in like the biggest like stage. Oh, wow. I had no idea that was a thing in Mexico. I know for yeah. sure. I think Australia, right? They have DEF CON 1, that hard style oh, festival. Yeah. It, it is in Germany. I think it's Germany. Germany has it. Is it? it. I, I don't remember where it's at. I don't remember which one. I want to go to that too. DEF CON 1 looks like a good time. Yeah. I actually like hard style uh, as well. I definitely like, um, like he's like the poster boy of hard style, but Headhunters, Frontliner, Lady so Faith. Yeah, Lady Faith, she is a good time. Every time I see her, she's so much fun. Yeah, and she's, like, gorgeous. I didn't know she was, like, this model. <laughs> Not that it matters, but I, I was... She like, goes up there. She's always wearing heels. She has, like, a little thing of champagne, and she's just, like, killing it. I'm like, you're adorable. You go, girl. Yeah. No, she's great. So can we get in uh, into a little of how you found... Relita Couture and how that journey kind of started for you because I that's when I met you honestly was at the psychedelic dream shoot yeah um so I so at the time I was when I first got into raving like I didn't really see anything from my I'm a bigger girl like I have I'm a bigger girl so you really didn't find anything that was was past large like there was nothing past large and I was like, how am I supposed to like dress for these events the way I want to? And my fiance actually was like, hey, have you seen this company before? And I'm like, no, I haven't. And so he sent me the link and it was from Willie the Couture. And I saw girls that looked like me wearing like the clothes that I wanted to wear. And I was like, this is crazy. I was like, this is great. And so I followed her, I followed the, the company and then they moved to Vegas. And I was like, oh my gosh, you guys are moving to Vegas. Like I can tell you everything. And she's like, yeah, like I hope we meet, like meet each other. And then didn't we meet? I feel like we met in 2018 for that winter, the winter one. Remember the purple, blue and pink collection? There's a whole bunch of us there. Oh, are you talking about the Glam Warrior collection? Is that what it, that's called? It was at the Seven Magic Mountains. It no. came out like in the springtime. I was oh, no, was one, there was a bunch of us in her, that little office. Oh, yes, yes, yes. No, that was, um, was it pastel? Yeah, uh, pastel. Uh, pastel Supernova, right? Yeah, yeah, that's yes. what it was. That's okay. what Okay, I made a mistake. Yes, that's when we first met for the very first time. There was like, sorry, there's like six. There were there. so many of us in there. It's okay. Like we had we had a lot going on, but yeah, like that's where we first met, and that was my first photo yeah. shoot ever. I had never done a photo shoot in my life. <laughs> like I've never. You were killing it. You were killing it. Are you are you serious? I thought you were like modeling for a while. I not the same for you. You're like, oh, this is my first time. I was like, you're lying. I was like, she's lying. No. <laughs> well, first, like, official, quote-unquote, besides, like, yeah. iPhone photos. That's nuts. Yeah, I remember, because um, I got there a little later, because I remember my time slot being around noon, and I remember you, like, had your hair, you would do that thing where you, like, hold it out, and yeah. you're just, like, making all these, like, bomb sexy faces, and oh. you seemed like a natural. I had no idea that you, like, didn't have experience prior or anything like that. Thank you. I thought the same for you. You came in, your makeup was done. I was like, oh, wow, she's going to kill it. And then you did the little hair thing. You like ripped your hair. I was like, yes, she's done this before. <laughs> oh, I miss that. I hope we can do something like that 
again soon for Relita. Oh, I definitely know Rosa based Rosa on stats so bad. Like she wants it so bad. I so. know. But, yeah, that was a cool time, especially now that she has the the Cosmos room. I think that we would get some really cool pictures. You've been there before, right? Yes. Have you been yet? Yes, I've been there twice or three times. It's a beautiful room. I love it. I'm like, I want a fur wall and I want a cloud wall ASAP. Oh, wait. So were you there for the the content creator meetup that she just had? Yes, yes. How I was, was that? I didn't get to go. It was so much fun. It was a lot of fun. It was cool to meet new girls and also like to see people I've already met. Um, yeah, it was such a fun time. It was super safe. Everybody had their mask on the whole time. We just vibed out to vibrant vibes music. Like she was killing it. And I was like, yeah, it was great. Oh, that's so awesome. For those that don't know, Rolita Couture, um, AKA Rose and Eric, they actually have this great new place called the Cosmos Room, which is a cool place that you can rent out or take pictures in, create content in, and it's so beautiful. There's so many different things, like Ashley mentioned, that for a wall, a lot of like um, like black light stuff. So, and they did it all themselves. Like they did, it, all that stuff was DIY. Like they literally did everything. Yeah, it's nuts because it looks like, it looks like a little club in there, like an EDM club rave. And they even have like a little cute payphone that I know they decked out themselves too. It reminds me of like Electric yeah. Forest. It's great. It's such a fun time. Like, if you ever get a chance to check out that room, you should do it. Hell yeah. So, so once you started modeling for Related Couture, did, did that kind of, I don't know, like, kind of change your mindset in terms of, hey, like, I can, like, I can model, like, like I can be an inspiration. Cause I know you mentioned like, um, like you wanted to model for her because there are girls on there that looked like you. So now d- d- like, are you like broadening your perspectives? Like, Oh, I can, like, I can do anything. I can model for whoever. Uh, I, I try to, that's like my goal in life. It's really like my favorite thing in the world is like when someone comes up to me, like, or my own friends, they'd be like, I just love your confidence, the way you dress, the way you hold yourself. Like, you're just not scared to be yourself. And like, that makes me want to be that way. That makes me want to dress like that. I'm like, yes, go out of your comfort zone. Like, I love to inspire people to get out of their comfort zone and (laughs) realize that anyone can be a model. Anyone can dress the way they want to dress as long as you're comfortable. Um, Yeah, like, I like love that my change my mindset is in like I can model and I can hopefully influence other people to be like, Hey, I can model too, no matter what size or color they are, you know? Absolutely. And I love that, that someone saw you and was like, I want to dress this way because you're confident. I feel like at raves, especially when you see other people like in their element dressing, whatever they want, I think that kind of has like a ripple effect and it's kind of contagious. Like it inspires you and it just motivates you. And it, it kind of shows you that nobody cares at raves. No one, like no one gives a shit. You can look like whatever, wherever the whatever the hell you want. And it's completely fine because we're yeah, just so accepting. Heels. If you wear heels, we're judging you. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I just, they do wear them. Like, are you comfortable? Like, is that comfortable? Dude. I remember at EDC one year, I saw this girl in those 
boots, like these cute little, they weren't even like platforms. It was like a boot with a heel. I could tell that it was like her first EDC ever because why would you even wear that to EDC Las Vegas? Those cute little, it was like one inch little boots, but I could tell that she was uncomfortable because, you know, that walking and the stairs and then it's gravel. So yeah, she probably learned her lesson, I'm sure. Yeah, when I dress, it's the three C's is got to be cute, got to be comfortable, got to be confident. Those are the three C's? I love that. Three C's, don't forget them, okay? If you are cute and comfortable and confident, then you go out there and wear it. Oh, I uh, okay, I'm going to steal that from you because that is so (laughs) true. Oh, my gosh. I don't – see, I wear tennis shoes normally to raves just because platforms, don't get me wrong, they're super cute. I love them. I have – um, like two pairs, but I just cannot bring myself to wear them to a festival because I know myself. Don't wear them to a festival. I learned the hard way. I wanted to be cute and I I wore them to EDC and it was a mistake. Don't, unless you have a walker and you have comfortable shoes or you wear platforms all the time and don't bother you, don't do it. Don't wear new shoes either. First year, I went in new, brand new vans, and I literally, like, could not even walk it by the end of the day. So I was like, that's great. Yeah. Oh, shoot. When you were wearing boots, were they super high platforms, like those two-inch, or not two-inch, like those, like, three-inchers that people wear, like those demonias, I think? They're so cute, okay? I love them. Like, I love them. They're super cute, and they're comfortable for, like, the first, like, few hours and after that it's like it goes downhill real fast (laughs) you're like oh wow I'm in pain now and you don't want to take off your shoes either because you don't want to like walk on all the dirt and the dust and it's yeah but I mean do you but just know that they're not comfortable like after a few hours right I know some girls that put in insoles and like supposedly that helps them but for me my feet ache even just from being at work I have to like wear the most supportive comfy shoes with like the foam in it and stuff so I don't know how uh, girls do it but you know I think it might be a younger raver thing too because I feel like I'm old and I like to sit and take my time so that's I why you need like VIP so I can have a place to sit because you know like GA you never have a little place and VIP there's like a little couch somewhere you're like oh I can sit down, eat food, okay, like relax over here. You see me stretching, mind your business, okay? Do you normally go VIP when you go to events? I do, mainly because I like the toilets to be on point. I don't like porta potties, they get real gross. And um, no, I don't like porta potties. I know everyone's like, there's always like that secret, that secret corner, like I get that, but. I will pay extra for nice bathrooms and also places to sit down at. I love the idea of just sitting down and just chilling. Me too. In fact, you, you and I are like the same. That's the same exact reason I get VIP as well, because the bathrooms are so different. It's a game changer. They're usually air conditioned. There's normally, um, like, especially with insomniac, there's normally little amenities, like there's mouthwash, um, like, 
breath mints. And I just like the fact that there's running water and there's toilet paper. The and it's clean time. each time. There's always someone in there cleaning it. I'm like, it's worth how much ever extra it is just for that. I know they have GA plus, but I really do like being able to have a couch to sit on and be like, okay, I'm going to eat this. Um, at EDC, they had this thing called a Japanese burrito and it is the best. They, the burritos were expensive. They're like 17 bucks. I didn't care. I bought them every day. I was like, I want my Japanese burrito. At Wait, so what is it? Is it like a sushi burrito? Well, what's the... No, it's like, it has rice and vegetables and um, like, it's, I forgot the meat. It's like, a, it's definitely like steak. You can get like steak chicken, but it's like, it's um, seasoned different. It was delicious. Like, I still think about it to this day. I'm like, just, I want to go to EDC just to have one Japanese burrito, please. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that is that is one of the perks of having VIP at EDC is that there's the food options are definitely different. I remember at uh, what was it base base pod? They had like a hookah lounge too, like a little hookah station. Yes, uh, yes. I remember that was a cool. They'll probably never have that again. But right. it was so cool to like sit down, smoke hookah, like meet new people. Like I got so much candy from different people. They're like, oh, do you want to trade just by, just by sitting there smoking? I'm like, yeah, it's great. And also like um, you get better, you can get to the stage. Like you literally can be in the front. Like they move the VIP to like the side. So you can be in, at the front. You don't have to fight your way to the middle. You're just like there. Right. Yeah. I'm not a real writer, so I cannot like make my way to the front at all. I will be in the back, but if I get VIP, that's the other thing is that you can be up front and be able to hear and see everything, which is really, really nice. Um, honestly, I think that's definitely one of the perks as well as being able to have like your own little section and also like just not having to wait like for entry. Usually VIP entry is pretty fast compared to GA that. And I would have to say um, just the bathrooms, the bathrooms. The bathrooms are just so great. It's air conditioned. You don't have to like sweat your ass off. There's lights in there. There's lights in there. Okay. Because porta potties are dark. And if you drop your phone anywhere, it's gross. I can't. No. Oh yeah. That's why I try to have some type of um, light up toy or like a light up necklace or something when I go into a porta potty if I have to. So that way I can at least see if there's like any pee on the little seat before I put my little squares down in the dark and try to to create my own little toilet seat cover okay also like sometimes my outfits are very intricate and like you have to take it off and it's so hot in there and you're just like I can't I just want to get it over with then we have too much straps that you just gotta like it's a lot no no I was just thinking about that too. I was like, wow, how do I, how did I even wear all these crazy outfits and rave comfortably? Because looking back, I don't like, I'm so used to being comfortable, dressing comfortably all the uh, time since we haven't been to any shows. So I was like, oh my gosh, I don't know how we do it. And for me, like chains and stuff feel really heavy. Mm-hmm. And I don't yeah. know when I'm raving, I don't want to feel like tight and strapped down. That's just me. I mean, I don't either, but like, it's for the look, you know, the aesthetic is important. <laughs> I, I love great fashion and I like, I like chains and like strappy things, but like going to the bathroom is a whole ordeal of like, you have to take it off. 
and you gotta you gotta put it back on. It's a lot. Sometimes I sometimes I'm just like, you know what? I'm just gonna wear some a matching set of like sweatpants and a shirt and go. <laughs> Hey, I did that uh, for Electric Forest. Uh, like eventually when the sun went down and got super cold, I just put my Into the AM uh, Galaxy joggers on and I yeah. was like, cool. Exactly. I mean, I E-Forest is another place I would love to go. I feel like it's, pro- it's probably different vibes than any other festival I've ever been to, but I really want to go. Like, I really want to go. Oh, you're going to love it. It's super... I, I would describe it as super loving it's very hippie very wook like everyone is more concerned about each other which edc for the most part everyone's very good about that too but with forest it's about um like connect connectiveness and um consciousness and spirituality in a sense but also it's just uh God, it's so hard to explain. I would say it's kind of like those Burning Man vibes for sure. I haven't been, but I've heard it's very similar, very similar to um, Lightning in a Bottle, like the vibes are. Oh, okay. See, I love that. So I went to EDC sober last year. Like I didn't even like drink really. And um, it makes you, it definitely changes your perspective on EDC as a whole because of because EDC is so mainstream, it's still my favorite festival. Like I will go every year, but like, because it's so mainstream, you get those kind of people that are here for the mainstream and those plur vibes that you want to feel are just not there, which makes me so sad. Like, um, it was hard to find people to trade candy with, which really, really, yes, it like shocked me. I was like, like, I don't understand where's all the candy at. Like, I don't, I mean, it's okay if you don't know what it is, but like, I didn't see like that much candy. People were kind of rude compared to like when you go to smaller festivals or like E4s where it's just a different vibe. Like, EDC is very mainstream now. So you get those kind of people that are there for all the pictures. And that's basically it. So I do enjoy, it's still my favorite festival. I'm not talking shit about it. I love EDC. It's just when you go to like, I went to Escape. Escape was a different vibe. Like it was more poorer than EDC or when you go to the Nocturnal or beyond, it's going to be different than when you go to EDC. Yeah. Do you think that candy is kind of dying down and maybe that's why you didn't see as many people with candy on at EDC? Or do you think maybe because you went sober, that kind of changed your perspective a little bit and you weren't necessarily on the same level as other people. Maybe that's why you weren't able to like trade as much. I feel like it's a bit of both. Like maybe because I was sober, I didn't see all the candy kids out there. But I also feel like um, when you go to your local shows, it's it's less of a thing. Like um, I feel like when I first started raving, the candy was still alive, but it's kind of dying down, which makes me so sad because one of the funnest things is like getting with your friends, having like a candy party where you sit there, you make a bunch of candy and then you give them all out and then you get cool candy in return. <laughs> like a lot of like the younger, I mean, I'm not that much older than the younger people, but they're not going to really experience that like for, because nobody's really doing it. You know, like they don't know what candy parties are. They don't know what plur is and I feel like maybe that's our responsibility maybe teach that a little bit more like put it out there that this is very is a very important part 
of the community that we can't let die. Like I remember Carnage, and this is why I don't I don't like him. He was like, Plur's dead. He's like, get get over it. It's dead. When did and he say like, that? I didn't know he said he that. He said it like two, like a year ago, and everybody was like, <laughs> they went on him. They were like, how dare you say that? It's not dead. We're gonna keep it alive forever. I was like, yeah, that's the kind of energy I need all the time. Like, we need to keep player a thing. We need to keep candy trading a thing. Like, teach the younger generation that this is really important that we gotta keep. Yeah, I don't think it's necessarily dying. I think that people are still doing it for sure. I think what it is is that more ravers, like younger ravers are are getting into it and maybe they're just getting or finding out about candy a little bit later as they dive in further into the rave scene and the rave culture. I don't I don't think it's uh dying. In fact, I think one of the reasons why my podcast is even getting support is because that because there are people that still create it, that still make it. In fact, one of my followers, I think he just turned 18 or is 19 now. And I know that he's um, really into making candy. And that just gives me like hope and makes me realize, okay, like, like they, they still like it. They right, just, like maybe we just, maybe I just need to give them a little more, more time to like understand. Okay. Yeah. And you never know when, when the first rave comes back, I think candy, I mean, if COVID is still a thing, I think candy is going to be extra special now that we have more time to create it and people like want to connect and be social. And it's so easy to do that by starting a trade. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't know. We'll see. I think that it's, it's still alive. Like kind of how they said dubstep is dead and it's not, I think candy is still super important and is, um, is definitely one of like the the main characteristics of uh, like raving and the mantra, yeah. the plur life. I also think it is also like great to give like to teach someone that like when they don't know and you're like, hey, do you want to trade? And they're like, trade? What does that mean? I'm like, oh, let me show you. It's like the cutest thing. They get so excited, which makes me excited. So, yeah. oh yeah, especially when you. You guys like oh. hold hands and then transfer the candy because then that like really makes their eyes open. Like, what was that? What was that? And then they probably want to know more about it, probably. But yeah, you can't let it die out. Like it has to be, it has to be a thing. <laughs> exactly. Oh, oh, before you forget, do you have any candy that you want to share with us, Ashley? Yes, I do. This beautiful perler necklace. Oh my um, gosh, that's so cute. Yes, my um my friend Meg, she made it for me um for my birthday because I finally got to see Excision, but by himself, like his own showcase. And I was super excited because he's one of my favorite DJs. And she was like, I'll make you this. And she made me it. And I like I enjoy it. I wear it to every excision show. Um, I just wear it in general because it's my favorite piece of candy. It's it's so you. Oh my god. Can you describe what this candy is, this perler is, Ashley, for our listeners? Of course. This is my favorite animal right here, a panda. And um, this X is excision. This is his little logo. And it's puking out rainbows because that's what I puke out pretty much. Happiness and rainbows. It's adorable. I absolutely love it. It's so you just because it has like the X and is a panda. I And it's huge. It's like... Uh, bigger than um, like a CD. It's like two CDs put together. Yeah, like 
So I saw her like kind of put it together, like she had a bunch of those boards, and I just feel like it took her so much time to to figure it out. Perlers take a long time to make, so I, I cherish it forever. Oh, I love that. That's so. I, I love like custom made ones like that because it. You could tell that it was made for you. It was definitely a custom. It's like uh, I don't think anyone else in the world has something like that. Exactly. Yes. Oh my gosh. Um, so I know we're getting close to being done, but I have kind of a surprise. So I'm starting this new segment on the podcast called Raver Advice. And basically it's where people can submit their um, like dilemmas or problems and basically basically can ask other ravers advice, um, like my guests, um, I'll give advice as well. And I think it's just like a cool, fun little segment where people can like basically get advice on anything, whether it's relationships, raving, how, how to deal with uh, COVID, um, anything, anything goes. And I'm basically starting this segment today and I actually have um, a submission here or, or um, yeah. And, and for everyone um, that's uh, interested, I do want to let you know that it's, um, you can DM me, DM me on Twitter or Instagram and you can remain anonymous or if you're comfortable, we can say your name or your Instagram name. But anyways, let's get to it. So um, our very, very first one. So uh, let me read it. And this one's anonymous. My brother hasn't ever been to a rave before and I want to take him. Should I start locally and take him to a smaller show? One show's gonna happen again to see if he likes it first or should I go all in and take him to a big festival like Electric Forest or Lost Lands? Wow, um, good question. Yeah. It's like... They're both, like, honestly, both sound great, but I think you should start locally just because if you go all in on a festival and they don't like that experience, that's a lot of money lost, okay? If you go to a local one, you save some money that way. Um, my brothers, I took them to like a local rave and they had a good time. So, cause they had never been either. And I was like, come on, just come with me. And they had a lot of, a lot of, lot of fun. And also it's nice to kind of have your brother get used to being with local ravers, like maybe meeting up with local people so that if he does like it, he's already within that community. And they'll be like, hey, I've seen you, like you were at this rave, as opposed to the Lost Lands where it's huge and, yeah. And it also, you can't really, what if, you're, what if he doesn't like it? And he's like, well, I'm stuck here for three days. So. Yeah. Oh, that's true. But what if money wasn't an issue? If money wasn't an issue, then, I mean, I still say go to a small rave first. Because I definitely took one of my friends to a big rave, and she did have fun, but it was not like she was going to be in the scene, you know? Like, when you, it's a, it's a lot. It could be, be, be very overwhelming, a, a big festival like that. I know that I started off with, like, local shows, but when I went to that first you know, my first festival, it was very, it was very overwhelming in a good way. And it was still like, yeah, just overwhelming. So I think start local and then work your way up. Okay. Yeah. That's one way to look at it. I, 
I would have to disagree and say, just bring them, just bring them to, to that festival. And I say that because my very first one was EDC Las Vegas. Uh-huh. And just seeing that utopia and a completely different world is what got me besides the music. And I think when someone sees that this utopia, whether it be one day or three days, can exist with people living in harmony, being nice to each other, caring for each other, plus new different music, plus being able to wear what you want, plus discovering candy, plus all these great things. I feel like that is what's going to make them fall in love with it. And if they don't like it, it's okay. But I, I feel like everyone should experience a big festival like that. I think you might first- have just, you just, you just changed my whole mind. I'm pretty sure that's, yeah. Yeah, you just changed my mind. Okay. <laughs> my mind There's no wrong answer. That's just, that's, that's just that's, my that's raver a, advice. That's such a good thing. Like if you just go all in and you get to, yeah, you get to basically see everything like all at once and then, yeah, yeah, it's kind of like going to to Disneyland, right? Like, would you want to just go to like a Disney store, or would you like? Would you just? Wouldn't you rather just take someone to Disneyland? Yeah. yeah. But but again, there's no wrong advice. This is why we're. This is why I wanted to start river advice because there's two different perspectives, and of course, I think it depends on your little brother as well. Because what if your little brother is yeah. somebody that is really shy? Then maybe. Maybe like you said, a local show first would be better. And also your financial situation, things like that. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. That was really fun. Thank you for answering that, Ashley. But also um, just thank you for being on Best Candy Ever. This was amazing. And I missed you. I had no idea how you're doing. So this is a great way to connect. Thank you. I had so much fun. Like it's such an honor to like be on here, especially since I've been watching it. I'm like, I hope one day I'm on there. And here I am. Yes. Oh my gosh. Uh, drop your plugs where people can find you. I don't know if you have TikTok, Twitter, or if you're anywhere else. All under Base Panda 95. I have TikTok. I have Instagram, um, Snapchat. It's Base Panda as well. So yeah, follow me wherever. Heck yes. Well, thank you so much, Candy Fam, for tuning in, and we'll see you guys next time. Bye. It's up, 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 it's up,